Well, today we're going to begin a brand new sermon series together. This series is called Good News for All. And we're going to be studying as a church family together the gospel of Luke. And I pray from the outset of this series that God would open our eyes to see Jesus. And I pray he'd open our hearts so that we might know Jesus. That's my prayer for you and for me and for our church family as we begin to dive into this New Testament book of the Bible together. And so today, this is just an introduction message to the Gospel of Luke. We're going to find out about who Luke was, why he wrote this book, who he was writing this book for, and I pray that God would speak to you. We're going to be basing ourselves today in Luke chapter 1, and we'll read Luke uh, verse 1 to 4 together. This is what it says. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used the eyewitness reports circling among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I've also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honourable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Over the last few months, my brothers and I, we've been starting to plan our holiday for the year together. We've been looking at different places in Europe. We've also looked at some places in America and it's just exciting. I love planning for a holiday and I'm looking forward to it. To be honest with you, we don't really care where we go as long as it's somewhere out of Wales. You know, we've been stuck here for the last three years with COVID and the pandemic and all these things. And we're just looking forward to going away, getting some sunshine, relaxing, visiting some new places, spending time together and enjoying some good food. We're looking forward to our holidays together. And You know, I was thinking about this and one of my favourite things to do when I go on holiday is to read I absolutely love reading, whether it's by the pool, whether it's on the balcony in the hotel, or whether it's on the beach. I don't care. I absolutely love reading. And before I go on holidays, I begin to look for a new book that I'm going to take away with me. I absolutely love enjoying that. And if you've got any good suggestions, I want to encourage you to put it in the comments today. I'd love to read what your suggestions. Give me a few suggestions about what I should read on my holidays this year. But I absolutely love taking a book away with me and just chilling and reading. You know, the bonus today that we have with technology, with our phones, with our iPads, is that we can have access to thousands of books instantaneously. You know, we can download a book straight away to our phone through Apple Books, or you can download it through Amazon Kindle, and you can have thousands of books right at the touch of a button. You know, because of this, we're able to read the blurb on the back of the book to, to sort of get an idea about what the book is about that short summary about what that book is about and and you know I love to download samples of the book as well you know you're able to do this on on your phone and it gives you you know the preface the introduction and maybe a chapter and you're also able to read the contents of the book as well to see whether or not you want to purchase this book I absolutely love doing that I love the free samples and my iPad is always filled with free samples getting a flavor of what the book is about it's extremely helpful. You know, we're extremely fortunate to be able to do that today, to get a short description about a book, to get an understanding about what a book is about, who wrote the book. We're able to do that whether we're downloading it to our phones or whether we go into a local bookshop. You know, we're able to pick up a book and read very quickly and get an idea about what that book is all about, what the story is all about. However, in ancient times, people didn't have this privilege. You know, in Bible times, in New Testament times, people didn't have this privilege of just, you know, they didn't have phones, obviously, back then. They couldn't just walk into a bookshop and, and just get a short summary of what 
a book was about. You know, oftentimes, especially in those days, letters and books were written on parchment and written on scrolls and they didn't have a blurb on the back of the scroll. So nobody, you know, they didn't have a, an opportunity to get a, a quick summary of what the book was all about. And that's why the authors knew this. And whoever was writing a book, any author, they made the first few lines of their book important. They summed up what their book was about, what the account was about, what the story was about in just a few, in the first few lines so that the reader could get an understanding of the purpose of the book and who it was written for. And we see that happening here with the Gospel of Luke. We see, you know, it's tempting for us to dive right into this gospel, to get straight into the action of, of seeing Jesus, his birth, seeing the miracles he's performing, reading about his ministry. And you might be even tempted to jump forward to his death and his resurrection. You might love reading about those. But, you know, I believe it's important, first of all, for us to get an understanding of this book. If we're going to be studying this together and if we want to grasp the truths from this book and how it applies to our lives, it's important for us to get an understanding of it. And I'm so glad that Luke, in the first few verses of his gospel, of this book, gives us a, a good idea of what this book is about. I'll read it again, verse 1 to 4 of Luke chapter 1. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I've also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honourable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. So you might be wondering as we begin to, to read this book together, study this book of the Bible together, you might be wondering who the author is, who is Luke? Who is Luke and what is this gospel about? Well, Luke is only mentioned three times in the New Testament. That's it. He's only mentioned three times. He's not a disciple of Jesus, which many people think he is. He wasn't a disciple of Jesus. But we see that, that Luke's mentioned three times in the New Testament. He's mentioned in the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 14. You can check these out. In 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 11. And also in the book of Philemon as well, in verse 24. We know that Luke wrote this book and he also wrote a follow-on book as well which is called the Acts of the Apostles and, and we know that from history and from our Bibles that, that Luke he traveled with the Apostle Paul so no doubt he would have heard about Jesus and, and come to know Jesus because of his relationship with Paul and, and because of all that had happened as well. Now Bible scholars be uh, believe that Luke he was a Gentile now that means he was non-Jewish, he wasn't a Jew. And, and if that is true, then Luke, it's amazing to think that Luke is the only non-Jew, he's the only Gentile writer in the whole of the Bible. It's incredible to think all the other writers of the books of the Bible are all Jewish, but Luke, he's the only Gentile. We also know that Luke, he was a doctor, he was a trained physician. And, and we'll begin to notice this as we begin to study this book together we'll pick up his passion we'll see his passion for medicine and, and for those who are suffering those who are in need as we read through this book you know even as we turn to the first few chapters within Luke's gospel we see that the uh, Luke here he emphasizes to the two births of John the Baptist and our savior Jesus Christ and, and Luke begins to empathize and, and begins to emphasize Jesus's sympathy for the hurting and broken people you know Luke wrote this book with the heart of a loving doctor. So Luke, he was a doctor. 
and he was a believer in Jesus, follower of Jesus. And, and many, many Bible scholars think that Luke actually wrote this account of Jesus, this good news about Jesus, this gospel, towards the end of the first century, around about AD 60, which is about 30 years after Jesus' life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension. But you know, this book that Luke wrote, it wasn't just any book. It wasn't just a novel or a crime thr thriller or anything like that. This was a very special book that Luke wrote. This book that Luke wrote is known as a synoptic gospel, along with Matthew's gospel and Mark's gospel. They're known as the synoptic gospels. Now, gospel, you might be wondering, what does gospel mean? Well, gospel comes from the Greek word meaning good news. And synoptic, it comes from the Greek word meaning from the same view. So in other words, Matthew, Mark and Luke, they were coming from the same angle when they wrote about the accounts, the good news of our saviour, Jesus Christ. They were coming from the same angle. But you know, you might be wondering, why did Luke write this book? If Matthew and Mark had already written Gospels, Mark's, they believe, was the first Gospel and, and was the template then for Luke and Matthew to, to write their Gospels, you might be wondering, why on earth did Luke bother writing another Gospel story? You know, if Matthew and Mark had, had already done it, why did Luke write this Gospel? Well, Luke lets us know in verse 3 to 4 of chapter 1, his intentions and his purpose for writing his gospel. Verse 3 says this, having carefully invested everything from, investigated everything from the beginning, I've also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honourable Theophilus. We see first of all that Luke, he wanted to write an accurate account of the events surrounding the person and the work of Jesus Christ. That's what Luke wanted to do. He wanted to write an accurate account. He was a careful historian as well as a loving doctor. And, and Luke Curie acknowledges from the very beginning that loads of people had tried to write about the events of Jesus and what had happened with Jesus. They longed to put, many people had tried to put a narrative, a story together of the ministry of Jesus. And so this is a, an indication for us that Luke wrote after the life and death of Jesus Christ and, and we see that the mission of the church was already in full swing when he began writing this gospel. So Luke is concerned about writing an accurate account of the ministry of Jesus Christ and, and we see here that Luke he uses eyewitnesses. He uses the reports and testimonies of eyewitnesses that were still available to him, people who had been with Jesus. He got these reports and put them together to write his gospel. You know, these eyewitnesses, they referred to individuals who had actually followed Jesus during his ministry, people who had interacted with him personally, people who had saw him, people who heard him, people who had met Jesus himself. You know, some of them might have seen him and heard him preaching when they were up on the hillside. So some might have had, you know, rubbed shoulders with him and maybe even sat down and had meals with Jesus. You know, it's amazing to think that that Luke, he, he writes based on accurate evidence from eyewitnesses. And, and some of th uh, it says that about 35 Bible uh, scholars say that 35% of the material in Luke's gospel is unique to Luke's gospel. So without this gospel, then we wouldn't have some of the incredible stories that we think of, you know, even like the, the parable of the prodigal son, and we think of, of Zacharias and uh, Zachariah, and, you know, we see all these incredible accounts that Luke 
gives us. I know Luke wants to assure us that he's got all these things together, all these testimonies of these eyewitnesses together to put his gospel together. He's, he's followed all these things closely and therefore that qualifies him to pen an account of Jesus. And he wants us to know that what he's writing can be trusted. Again, verse one to three of Luke one, he says, many people set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used the eyewitness reports circling among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I've also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honourable Theophilus. Luke wants us to know that this is no lightweight account of Jesus. This isn't just some story that's just been put together from just a little bit of hearsay from different people, but rather this is a gospel, this is a book that has been painstakingly researched, that has been double-checked, and that has got from the evidence that has been available to Luke. This is a well-researched gospel historical document. You know, I really believe that this is important for you and I to grasp today. You know, we're living in a time where people question everything and doubt everything. Especially, especially when it comes to the gospel and when it comes to the Bible. And, and you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to question it. We need to question. Obviously, we need to find the truth for ourselves. But so many people question it and doubt the gospel. And they already have that viewpoint that they don't believe in it. They, they think it's a myth. They think it's a lie. But, you know, Luke wants us to know straight off the bat that this gospel account, this book that he is writing, this gospel about Jesus, about Jesus' life, and his ministry, because that's what this gospel is all about. It's all about Jesus, not about Luke. He wants us to know that it is true, that it is based on facts and based on evidence. You know, I don't know about you, but that encourages me so much that, that our faith and these accounts that we read even today, this gospel that we read today, it isn't just some made up children's story or some old wives tale. It isn't some outdated story from the past that is out of touch and that has no relevance to your life today or my life today but Luke wants us to know straight away this is grounded firmly in reality and it isn't a made-up story but this is truth based on evidence based on eyewitness testimonies and it is based on fact historical fact you know we see that Luke he was concerned about all the things that had been fulfilled not speculation things that had already happened through Jesus concerning Jesus. This is a well-researched, historical, and journalistic piece of writing. He wants to, it's something unbelievable had happened with Jesus, and he wanted to preserve the facts. He wanted to preserve the teachings, the miracles, and the truth of all that had happened in this new chapter of history that had begun in and through Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you today. This is the first encouragement for us as we begin this gospel together, is that this gospel is true. It is the gospel truth. It is based on truth. It is based on facts. It is not made up. So we can be encouraged with that. And if you were searching, if you have questions about faith and about Christianity and about Jesus, I want to encourage you, come on this journey with us over the next few weeks, over these next few months, and however long it takes us as we go through this gospel. I pray that God will reveal it to you, that it is true indeed, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And you know, it's interesting, you might be wondering, who was Luke writing this gospel to? Well, Luke's already alluded to it in verse 3 to 4. He's writing this gospel to one individual. 
says this, having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I've also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honourable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Luke says that this book that he's writing, this gospel he's writing, was for a man named Theophilus, for Theo. And it was so that Theo could be certain of the truth that he was taught. Now, we don't know who Theophilus was. However, from the way that, that Luke was introduces him to us, he says that he's honourable, most honourable Theophilus, or most excellent, as it says in other Bible translations, most excellent Theophilus. We gather just from those words that, that this guy, Theophilus, Theo, he was a guy of some standing. He was a guy of some sort of influence. He had a, some sort of high standing. He was probably some sort of Roman official who had become a Christian. And, and we see that Luke, he wants to encourage him. He sounds like a new believer to me, a new Christian to me. And so Luke wants to, to ground him and give him a good foundation so that he can be established in the Christian faith. You know, I'm so glad that our Christian faith, it is based on Jesus Christ. And, and that's what Luke wants to do. He wants to ground Theophilus on Jesus and build his faith on Jesus Christ. But we might be wondering, why is he writing this letter to him? Not only is he trying to encourage him and help him, but why does he say most honourable Theophilus? Well, back in ancient times, the, the production of a book or the production of, of a scroll, it would have been ex incredibly expensive. This wasn't something that just anybody and everybody can do like they do today. People put together books, uh, you know, no problem at all today. But it was extremely expensive. The materials were extremely expensive, you know, ink and parchment paper and all these things. It was extremely expensive and, and not everybody could do it. And, and what writers used to do in the ancient world was they'd find a sponsor. They'd find somebody who would pay for them to write the book, who would pay for the work. And in exchange, the author would then give the credit and dedicate that book or that writing to that person. And that's probably what we've got here in, in, in this book, in this Gospel of Luke. This is why Luke is writing to the Theophilus. And we'll see that also in the book of Acts. When we study the book of Acts together, Luke was writing it again to Theophilus. So Theophilus, he was probably some wealthy official who would put up the money to help this copy helped Luke produce this copy of the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Theophilus, he had paid for the parchment paper, he paid for the ink, paid for the writer, and all these other things. And that's why Luke dedicates him this book to him in his preface. But you know, there's a little hint here as we come towards the conclusion of this message today. There's a little hint here that, that Luke also wants us to know that he wasn't writing this gospel just for Theophilus. You know, the name Theophilus, the very word Theophilus means lover of God. And it's as if Luke is aware that, that as he's writing his gospel, that although, you know, thanks to Theophilus' help, this is, this is coming together. But through the Holy Spirit, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it's almost like Luke knows that he's writing this gospel for every lover of God, for every person who would love God and, and everybody who wants to love God. That's who, who Luke is writing this gospel to. It wasn't just to Theo, this lover of God, but it was for all those who would love God and put their faith in God. And this story that, that Theophilus had enabled Luke to carefully research and record was written so that the faith of Theophilus and all people could be on a firm foundation. 
And so as we come to an end of this first message, this introductory message to the gospel of Luke, you know, I pray that, that this has helped you as we've done. It's been a bit more of a teaching today, a bit of a history teaching today about this gospel. It's important for us to understand the context before we dive in any further. You know, our former pastor, my pastor, Pastor Rob, he always used to say, before we zoom into a passage of scripture, it's important for us to zoom out and get a, an understanding of what is going on and why it's written and who it's written for and the writing style. It's important for us to do that. And, and I am glad that we've been able to lay this foundation today that, that it was Luke who was writing this and it's based on fact, that it it's based on truth. And, you know, as we study this, this gospel in the, in the days to come, we're going to meet some incredible individuals. We're going to meet individuals as well as crowds. We're going to meet men, women, and children. We're going to meet poor people, rich people, and sinners along with saints. It's going to be an exciting journey as we see and as we begin to look at the life and the ministry of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and his impact on all of those people. But you might be wondering today, how does all this apply to you and me? You might be saying, Luke, how does this apply to us today? You know, what's in it? For us, what is this first message all about? What are the things that we can take away with us as we begin to, to get into reading this gospel and studying this gospel together? Well, Luke, he has a theme right the way throughout his gospel. And this theme is, is that this good news of Jesus Christ is true and is for all. The good news of Jesus is for everybody. Jesus has come not just for those 2,000 years ago, He's come for you and me as well. The good news applies to you and me as well. God can transform our lives. And, and Luke wants us to know right from the outset that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are on your journey of faith, this good news of Jesus is for you. And if you would believe it and receive it and accept it, it can change your life forever. In Luke 2 verse 10, the angels say this uh, after the birth of Jesus Christ as they come to some shepherds as we look at in a few weeks time they say this Luke 10 verse uh, Luke 2 verse 10 I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people and so I want to encourage us today let's get ready to hear the good news let's receive the good news and let's share the good news of Jesus with all those around us because it is good news for all amen